This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Dave, I've been working on my songwriting skills. Here are a few lyrics I might add to John Denver's classic, Rocky Mountain High, and I think you'll like them because they're fly fishing lyrics. All right, should I, do you want me to read them or should I try to sing them? I think you should just read them. <laughs> okay. I was all prepared to sing them, so here we go. And the Colorado Rocky Mountain High, I've seen those greenbacks rising to a fly, stepping in the river, fly line in the sky, Rocky Mountain High. I'm laughing now. Colorado. I, I, I asked you not to sing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I couldn't help myself. And by the way, well, why would you want your fly line in the sky? How about in the water? Well, Dave, there's a simple answer. It rhymes. <laughs> I mean, you got to get your fly line in the sky before you get it into the water. Okay, oh, I admit, those were really bad lyrics. But we do want to talk about fly fishing in the Colorado Rocky Mountain High specifically in Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, we've both done a lot of fly fishing there over the years, and it, it is a great place to vacation, to cast your fly in the water. And, and yes, when I was in high school and we would drive in there, uh, I would put in an 8-track. Remember what those are of, of John Denver? <laughs> <Barely. laughs> yeah, and we'd listen to Rocky Mountain High. So anyway, now, now you know. Now I know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Oh, man. How about that 8-track, Steve? Yeah, that's, that's right, yes. Well, my, yeah, my singing went out with 8-tracks, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So, I wish it did. Yeah. Oh, but moving right along, oh, Dave, what is it about Rocky Mountain National Park that appeals to you as a fly fisher? Well, I just need to get this out in the open. I asked my wife, Jana, to marry me in Moraine Park. Well, hey, that's cool. It was one fall, and it was in the fall of, I think, 1990. And we had gone up there, and I'd been thinking about it, and uh, I had a ring. Wow. And, yeah, this is back in the day, too, before all these big productions. You oh, know, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, that, this yeah. would have no, this would not even rank today with no. the big, yeah. yeah. It would be no YouTube phenomena yeah. or uh, Instagram phenomena. But, and were you, were you planning on doing it oh, that yeah, yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. was. All right. And, yeah. and I, I know Jenna was anticipating this, but I'm yeah. serious. We're sitting in Moraine Park and the elk oh. are bugling. Oh, man. And I remember. Um, Singing Rocky Mountain High <laughs> for her? <laughs> Just a theme. Yeah, yeah. No, the elk were bugling yeah. a version of Rocky oh, Mountain. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. that's right. So I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. She said something corny like, it would be my privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Little did she know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what she was getting yeah, into. Yeah, what she was getting into. But later uh, I said, so how did you know that I was going to ask you to marry me? And she goes, your breathing got really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So yeah, Rocky Mountain yeah. appeals to me as a fly oh, yeah. fisher. Plus, I can make a case for going back to, for a memory and then leave her at the hotel while I go fly fishing. Oh man! <laughs> no, but I, you know I love Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah. What I love about Colorado are the blue skies. It they are just different in kind. The weather is different in kind than in Montana. It is. Yeah, that's true. Arguably, it's harsh in Montana. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In Colorado, you have 300 days of sunshine. It, 
a year, and the blue skies are phenomenal. They are, and, and it rains every afternoon. It, it seems does. like in the summer, doesn't it? Absolutely. Just, just a short, brief sh- mountain shower. And yep, then, cools yep. things off a little bit. Yep. But, uh, you know, the high mountain lakes in Rocky Mountain National Park are just unbelievable. And yeah. They seem, I, I know that there's a ton in Montana as well and Wyoming, but they seem more accessible in some ways, mm-hmm. don't they? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So high mountain do. lakes, blue skies, and yeah. that's where I asked my wife to marry me. Wow, that's great. What do you love about fly fishing in Rocky Mountain National Park? Well, one thing is no grizzlies. Yeah, and, and I mean go. that, you know, after all the years in Yellowstone and, and different times being on edge, I, I like that about Rocky Mountain National Park. You don't have to worry about grizzlies. There's some black bears, and I know the last time I uh, hiked into Spruce Lake, there were signs kind of warning about some aggressive behavior, I think. Black bears kind of figured out, like they had in Yellowstone years ago, that you can uh, uh, get food from, uh, you know, from tourists or in this case backpackers. And uh, so there's that concern, but ah, it's it's great. This super trail system, you can get back to a lot of these high mountain lakes, and and it's a special place to me because it's the first place I ever fly fished. In fact, first place I fly fished was Moraine Park. I mean, oh, wow. who, who knew that that would be a uh, so meaningful to Such both of us. Such a destination I know, I know. It, it really does bring back a lot of family memories. That's where we always camped, and, and my dad would do everything he could to get in, and we'd get there early in the morning, and, you know, he'd have a couple, this is before you could make reservations, and he'd have a couple campsites that he had his eye on, and he'd find out the night before who was leaving, and, man, we, we waited there, and Boom, we got those in. Those are great memories. They really are. Yeah, those are really great memories. And then in Moraine Park, the amphitheater is where I would go to the fly fishing demonstrations by uh, Jerry Williams. I know I've talked about that before. So I, I like that. I like it, too, because there's some great small streams. And I, I think at heart, my my favorite still some of those small mountain streams that you can fish. Cold, and some of those pools are really deep. Oh, they really they are. go around a bend. Yep. Yeah, they really so, are. Yep. So... Today, where would you go for intel? So if someone's going to Rocky yeah. Mountain National Park, they're going yep. with their family, where would you go? Sure. Well, a lot of people, I, I would say most people will probably approach uh, Rocky Mountain National Park through Estes Park, which is a town just outside of uh, outside the National Park. Now, there may be people who come in the west entrance over near, uh, what is it, Dave, Lake Granby? Yeah, it's uh, Granby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think most people will, will be coming in through Estes Park. So there's a couple of fly shops, and I'm sure there's some more now that are they're great shops. And by leaving them out, it's just because I'm not as familiar with them. But I, I still like Scott's Sporting Goods. It's on Moraine Avenue, a quarter mile from the east entrance. And when I was in high school in the late 70s, Scott had just bought this thing. And I didn't know if his dad helped him or what but he was just a young uh, i don't know mid-20s i'm guessing guy that that bought this sporting goods store and he was running it and he he still owns it i was there last summer and and he wasn't in that day but they said yeah he still owns it he doesn't come in that often i mean he's got to be i'm guessing he's in his 70s by now but uh you know, late '60s or early '70s, but anyway, it, a lot of good, a lot of good uh, fly fishing intel there. A lot of good gear. Uh, he's he's been one through the years that uh, uh, you know fish so many of those places, and and he even taught people how to 
back when fly fishing was kind of a new thing and people were making the transition, he helped people with spinning rods hmm. uh, fish flies by using the cast-a-bobble. Oh, I remember you know, you know, like, that. It's like a bobber, but yeah. then you've got yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. leader and a fly on the end of it. And, you know, a lot of people on high mountain lakes were catching trout, you know, just throwing out, a, uh, you know, that cast-a-bobble with – you know, nine foot leader and a fly dry fly in the end of it. So uh, that's still a good place to go. Uh, in in downtown Estes Park, uh, I forget what would that be. It's not Moraine Avenue, but anyway, it's I think it's Saint Vrain Avenue. But anyway, right downtown, uh, Kirk's Fly Shop and Mountain Adventures, and uh, they're they're good. A lot of good intel there. In fact, we, we actually asked them, hey, is it okay to fish the, the Big Thompson River right behind the, the fly shop? And they said, yeah. And, and so we, we went back there, and my son actually caught a, a couple uh, yeah, just right behind the, the shops there. But, I used them, I think, them about two years ago when I was out there. Maybe it was last summer I was out there. Okay. And um, I, I popped in, and I needed to get some gear, or actually some tackle, some flies and and I was asking him about the different places to fish and you know they were just really generous. Yeah. They also do a lot of guided trips. Like mm-hmm. I think some yeah. of the guided trips don't start till five o'clock in the afternoon, so they fish the evening. Oh, rise. that's interesting. Yeah, wow. so you're not out all day, right? So you're that just makes fishing. sense. Yeah, totally. Or not even till eight o'clock. Yeah. A lot of times in Colorado, it doesn't even pay to be out there, especially like later summer during the hatch. You know, wait until eight o'clock. That is a great point, Dave, and and it's. Let's make sure we return to that uh, because, yeah, some of the best fishing I've had has been right at dusk. Right. So when is a good time to fly fish? You've you've lived in Colorado more uh, year-round, and I, I haven't. But when you think about Rocky Mountain National Park, when's the best time to fly fish? You make a good distinction. There's Colorado, and then there's Rocky Mountain National Park, yeah. and the two are related but not the same. Right. So there's a lot of great spring fishing uh, out in Colorado, our friend, who's that, uh, Peter Stitcher at Ascent yeah. mm-hmm. Fly Shop, he yeah. talks about the rainbows that start to move once the temperature changes, like from 47 to 48 mm-hmm. degrees, they yeah. start to uh, move upriver and start to think about spawning. So, yeah, it's different. In Rocky Mountain National Park, it's just a little bit later. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so you're fishing these high mountain streams, these high mountain lakes, so yeah. obviously the, the, the ice has, have to be off the right. lake. I remember once fishing in the Collegiate Peaks Wilderness just north, well, just west of Buena Vista, Colorado, mm-hmm. and I was out, like, it was, it was the July 4th week. I decided to hike way back to this lake that I like to go to, got up there, and it was still iced over. Mm-hmm. I was so disappointed because it was a killer hike. Wow. And so I kind of went, all yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Like back down and yeah. so obviously it's later. So really mid July is probably when yeah. you need to start fishing. It really is. And and you're right, even though lakes would be fishable earlier, you can't get to them. I remember uh th- this is funny how we both have such a history with Estes Park. So my wife and I got married in in Idaho, as you know, you were you were part of the wedding party. Yeah. What I, was I? Was in your wedding. Uh you were one of the groomsmen. Was I? I? Th- I think my brother Dave was best man, which back in that day, I mean, it was a pretty simple wedding, so there wasn't any big role that went with <laughs> went with that. But, well, I was. Uh, I'm still a little hurt that I wasn't the best man. <laughs> well, I must have got confused because I had Dave. I must have meant Dave Getz instead of Dave, Dave. Matthews. Well, I don't think huh? there's much to confuse. He's what nine inches taller than I am, <laughs> or at least five. <laughs> oh man. Well, anyway, uh, we got married on, it was June 11th, and so we 
yeah, we, t- we took this big road trip. We, we drove to Portland. We knew we were going to be moving there and actually camped a night or two near Mount Hood. And then we drove back through Idaho. We were headed back to Illinois. I needed to be back here for the, for a summer job. And, and on the way back with a great, let's stop at Rocky Mountain National Park. Well, it's probably June 18th by then. And it didn't dawn on me, you know, 21 years old, you know, all I had all these family memories, not realizing, yeah, but we always came later in July. I mean, I, I know about snow, but it didn't occur to me that June 18th, there was still, still a lot of stuff wow. closed. And so we, we couldn't, we could hardly find places to hike. You could barely hike around Bear Lake. There was still snow there. So I, yeah, you, you're right. You can't get into the high lakes, which would be fishable. And then the, the streams, are so much snow runoff. And even once they clear, which is often towards the end of June, they're still really high. So I, yeah, I like, you know, if, if I'm just going to go there to fly fish, it's going to be mid-July is, is the earliest. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. All right, so let's talk about some favorite rivers and streams. Although as soon as I say that, I guess there's really no big rivers in the park, are there? I mean, nothing no. like the Yellowstone. No, no, no. Or the Missouri. Or, right, you yeah. Know, the Gallatin. Yeah. I mean, the Gallatin's not that big, but when you no. think of, or the Madison, you think of these, when you think of right. Montana, you yeah. think of the big rivers. Right, and and in Yellowstone Park itself, you have the Yellowstone River. Granted, the Madison isn't huge in the park, but that's probably bigger than about anything in Rocky Mountain yeah, National Park, sure. isn't yeah. it? So the Colorado River does, <clears> if you go up, on the side, on the, basically the southwest side of the park, so you're coming okay. really from the back side, mm-hmm. and you go up where Granby is and yeah, Lake Granby. Okay. Once you start getting into the park, or even right before you get to the park, the Colorado River mm. runs right alongside the road. Okay. And I fished there, must have been two years mm-hmm. ago with your brother Dave. Yeah. That's where we ran into the moose that, mm-hmm. you know, we, could, we, we couldn't get back to the car because mm-hmm. the moose was between us yeah. and the car. But uh, just a beautiful beautiful small creek i'm sure it gets hammered it wasn't yeah. getting hammered the mm-hmm. day we fished it interesting um but we caught some nice fish so yeah so the colorado river flows right okay. along the side of it so all right one of my favorite rivers and i think you've talked about this too is the big thompson as it flows through moraine park now it, it, it's different because back in the day there there's a lower road and, and I'm not even going to try to describe how to get there. It's, it's easy if you're there, but from the campground, uh, you can take a road that goes down by uh, the, the Big Thompson, and it'll take you to some of the trailheads, like the Cub Lake Trailhead and then the Fern Lake Trailhead. Well, as soon as you turn onto that road and drive a couple hundred yards, you will be close to the river, and you'll see 20 fly fishers. Uh, best advice we can offer you is keep driving. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a, yeah, there's a stretch, and then from there, the river kind of it it, it actually it it's you know, it's flowing out of uh, out of this big drainage. But from there, as you're moving up river, the river actually kind of goes to the other side of the moraine, this big valley. And if if you want to get to it from there, the best way is just to keep driving. Go to the Cub Lake Trailhead. And then you can take a trail that will get you to the other side. But actually, if you go to the Cub Lake Trailhead, it's it's right along the road again. And that stretch gets fished hard, but I tell you what, it's really good about dark. 
and I've often pulled in there at dark in the last couple of years when I've been out there and and people are leaving although there's some there's some fly fishers that know uh, the, the routine and they're they're sticking around and that's when you have your headlamp or whatever on because you're going to be fishing in the dark and it can be phenomenal Wow! Uh, right at dusk. Uh, so, yeah, the big Thompson's good. Back in the day, Dave, there were beaver dams and that thing was all along that lower road. Oh, I bet that was great. It was. And it was, uh, you had to be careful. I remember falling into a beaver dam a couple times at 7 in the morning and, and that's cold. It's even in, cold, Even man. in July. Yeah, that's cold. And, and that's where Jerry Williams would walk down from the, the amphitheater campground. This ranger who led a weekly fly fishing demonstration and he'd walk down and he'd, he'd he was. He said he was only skunked once, which I just thought was amazing. But then you realize, yeah, but these are just loaded with brook trout yeah, there. Exactly. But uh, yeah, but the Big Thompson's good. That's uh, that's one. What's what's another place? Another Dave? that we like is the Fall River in the Horseshoe Park Indo Valley area, just below the alluvial fan that was created by the Lawn Lake Dam breaking. Oh man, we were there July shortly 15th, after. We were there shortly after that happened. I'm never forget hearing about that it that, killed some people didn't yeah it? there was somebody see this was a i think it was an earthen dam that was up at lawn lake and you had to hike up there and i think there was somebody camped there who was killed but then the thing you know it came down you know down the mountain and it, it created what's called this alluvial fan which you know if you drive up towards endo valley or in horseshoe park and you drive towards the old fall river road You'll see this thing. I mean, you can get out and visit it. It's pretty fascinating. And and then it came down and it emptied into the into the river, just forced its way down the the Fall River, and it went through what's the campground? I think it's the Aspen Glen Campground. That's not that far from Estes. And I, my understanding is there were a couple of people who returned to that campground. They were told not to because they wanted to get their stuff and. Somehow they got swept away. Huh. So, wow. Yeah. That's tragic. Yeah. But you're right. That Fall River, that's a that's a gem. I'll be honest, Dave, I almost didn't put this in our, our script because, uh, uh, yeah. yeah it's, Just because. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a. It's not really that good, though, is it? No, I guess it isn't. No, it really isn't. So, you know. Now, it is thick. You Yeah, there's some places you get in there and it's, yeah. y- you work for it. But just a little, beautiful little stream, deep. You know, undercut banks and man, the brookies will go crazy. They can. I've had days. Have you caught anything else in in there? Browns or rainbows? No, never caught any browns. Yes, I did. I actually did catch a couple browns. Yes, I I did. Absolutely, I did. In fact, I did a couple years ago, and I was out there with your brother Dave. Yeah. But it is a it is a it is a river that gets fish. So Mm -hmm. all you have to say is everything gets fished in the park, especially mid mid July and August. It's just crushing. Yeah, it really so. does. I mean, there are endless creeks. I'll just mention a couple of others. If you're down in the Wild Basin area, some people like to hike the Wild Basin Trail. It's really popular. And, and the first mile or so is just an easy stroll. And a couple of years ago, uh, we were with my son and daughter-in-law, and uh, the four of us just walked back. And, and I it had been years since it was on that trail, so I get back there about a mile and realize, oh man, look at some of these runs. These would be awesome to fish. So my son-in-law and I literally ran back to the trailhead, got our fly rods and came back. And we did really well in about 
20 or 30 minutes. Wow. It, it's, so there's a place. Um, one of the other little creeks, and, and I guess this gets into the category of some of the outlets and inlets. When you hike up to fish those high mountain lakes, sometimes the best fishing you'll get will be the outlets and the inlets. Uh, there's a creek. I think it's called Glacier Creek. It's up above Mills Lake, and then there's a, t- a little lake above Mills called uh, Jewel. I think it's called Jewel Lake. But anyway, just above that, there is a stretch of uh, creek, and I, I think it's called Glacier Creek. That oh man, it's phenomenal. Again, it's it's brookies. There's nothing. How far huge, do you have to hike but, for that? Um, I don't know. Just up a you walk all the way along mills which is a long lake and then you immediately come to jewel as soon as you get up above jewel which is just a small lake uh, you can start fishing you can pick your way through there and it's not easy going but i remember a few years ago i came to a run that i was fishing with my boys and i had to get way ahead of them because they were uh, they cover a lot of ground and and in fact i rammed a stick into my leg and my leg was bleeding and i so i had my greedy, my red, greedy, greedy yes i know it i had my red bandana i tied a little tourniquet so oh yeah i looked the part the mayo clinic routine that's right yeah and i shouldn't say First tourniquet day. it wasn't designed to cut off blood flow it's just that was kind of i didn't have a big band-aid so i just let it bleed yeah, so bleed I, out i put on a gauze pad yeah Tied it with my uh, red bandana. And kept fishing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and letting it bleed out, that would be a problem, too. You, you probably, I wonder if you could get Giardia that way through a, a wound. Know. I'm sure you could. But you could get exposed to a lot of stuff. So anyway, I, I found this one little run, and I probably caught a dozen fish, you know, and my son showed up, I did one after another. <laughs> and you find that, don't you, in you those do. little Absolutely. streams? What's really interesting in the park is that you can fish two or three runs and not catch a thing. You're thinking, this is going to be a bad day. And then you hit another run, and you're just catching them nonstop. It's, it feels different. So I know it's probably not. You know, you, you said, too, the time that you and, and my brother Dave were fly fishing the Fall River, didn't you? You guys just kept trying stuff and trying stuff, and nothing yeah. was working. And all of a sudden, what was it you well, guys Well, Dave started catching them on a stimulator. That's right. And he only had one left. Yeah. I had it's not like we had not caught none. I had R- caught a right. couple. I had a dropper. I was dropping like a like a I think it was a gosh, what was it? Eh, I forget it. Hmm. It wasn't a caddis a merger. It wouldn't have been a merger. It was gosh, forget what it was. But anyway, mm-hmm. I, I caught a few fish, but he actually started they just he was killing it on a stimulator. So you got to keep throwing stuff at them, and and uh, and they were all on dries too, which made it great. I mean, I did catch a couple on a dropper, but wow, um, that's what I love about fishing in the summer in Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, it's so. just great, isn't it? What about lakes, Steve? Yeah, I, I really wow. don't have any f- real experience okay. with lakes. I fished a lot of lakes there, and and good night. This is just scratching the surface. There's a lot more. We'll we'll give you a resource at the end of the podcast. We're at the end of our discussion that will uh, tell you about some of the other lakes you can fish. But uh, one of my favorites would be uh, Spruce and Loomis Lake. So Spruce Lake, you can get to that by going to the Fern Lake Trailhead below Moraine Park. Or another option is from Bear Lake. You drive up to Bear Lake and and you hike down from Bear Lake to uh, uh, Spruce. It's a lot easier 
Uh, but you do have to hike back if you're going to your car, right? Yeah, or, or you. the nice thing is you just keep going down to the uh, Fern Lake Trailhead and then catch a shuttle. Oh, nice. That's the thing I should point out, too. There's a really good shuttle system in Rocky Mountain National Park, and you can use that to your advantage, uh, sometimes even starting at one trailhead you know, or one drainage and coming out another. All right, so once you get to Spruce Lake, uh, that's a lake that used to be full of rainbow. It was when I was in high school, and then they uh, they killed the rainbow and, and put the greenback cutthroat in because they were the native fish. Still a fun lake to fish. You can wade out a little bit, or you can find a rock on the side and you know, make find an area where you can make a back cast because it's there's spruce trees that line the whole thing. But uh, fun lake. If you really want uh, some excellent fishing, then hike up to Loomis. It's only a half a mile, but it's a rough hike. It's more of a it's more of a scramble up an unimproved trail. It's about a half mile. I think you climb uh, maybe 800 feet uh, from Spruce Lake from the inlet to Spruce. You want to make sure that you're on the north or the right side. Of, of that inlet of the it's really the creek that's that comes out of Loomis so you'll you'll hike up you'll come to this pond which the first time I did it in high school I thought oh man I heard so much about Loomis this doesn't look like much and and I think I started to fish it and nothing and then I went is this really Loomis and I kept hiking up found out later that's called Primrose Pond I don't think there's even anything in there but Loomis is right above timber. It's right at Timberline, and I tell you what, it's a uh, the wind can howl up there. But uh, it used to be full of brookies. Now it's full of greenback, and and there's some nice trout in there. And they don't get fished that often. So if you get a day when it's not too windy, you can have a great time. There's another place, another lake I like called the Lock. Uh, so this would be in kind of the the Mills Lake area, or you get at it from from the Bear Lake area, but uh, you go up to a place called the Lock, that's pretty good, but then up to Sky Pond, and hmm. that's, uh, I, I think that's mainly brook trout, but uh, it's a really, it's a fascinating hike, because the last little bit, uh, you you have to climb up a, the trail literally goes up the side of a waterfall, uh, wow. and then you come to a place called Glass Lake. I actually saw a hiker get rescued there. We we hiked up. I think it was my brother's a couple, no, it was no, a couple. My son and I, a couple sons and I, fished up there, and on our way back down, we just got to the waterfall area, and here were a bunch of people, and they were surrounding somebody. Well, there was a hiker who had sprained an ankle, no, wow. broken an ankle. Oh my. And there's just no way to get somebody down the trail by that waterfall. I mean, you're literally climbing down the rocks by the waterfall. So they had to wait for a helicopter, and we scrambled down the, uh, you know, the, the waterfall trail before the chopper got there because we knew it would be a while. And as we're fishing down there, we, we saw the chopper wow. land, and it whisked the person away huh. to hospital somewhere. So, I don't know, just a couple quick other mentions. Lake Hayaha is full of Yellowstone cutthroat, but they're finicky. The outlet can be good. I would say this. If you're up above Bear Lake, there's a whole bunch of lakes, but don't waste your time on some of the ones like Dream and Emerald. There may be a few fish, but uh, this, this is where you really need to talk to the folks in the fly shop. Yeah. Get in. Because you can do a lot of hiking in, in well, the park. You, you can. And, and, and if there's 12 lakes that you might fish maybe only six of them are really good 
So yeah, tons of lakes. There's a great trail system. That's what we love about Rocky Mountain National Park. You could spend a day hiking and on the same day you could fish four or five different lakes if you wanted to yeah i mean that's what it's like i do uh, this just brings to mind you probably need to be in a modicum of shape if you're going to really yeah, enjoy you rocky do. mountain national you, park you really do at least the, the lakes at least right. the lakes the lakes yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. you can yeah. you can get off the road and and just hike and just walk a few yards and yeah. start fishing but yeah the lakes are different and we'll we'll talk about this in a bit but it's it's higher than Montana. That's the issue. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll talk about it now, I guess. I mean, in Montana, if you, well, let's say Yellowstone. If you're in Yellowstone, you know, the highest you're going to get is 6,000 feet or so. But that's where you, you start at eight. Yeah, I mean, Rain Park is campgrounds, what, like 8,000 feet? That's where you drive to. Yeah. And you hike up to those lakes. They're at nine and ten. So yeah. it's yeah. totally, totally different, and you're right. You got to be in good shape, Dave. What are some patterns that seem to work in Rocky Mountain National Park? I mean, it's yeah, it's like anywhere, but well, it's I summertime, right? So yeah, dry flies are great. Yep, tractors like the Royal Wolf, the H and L variant, which actually is a, a Western Colorado That's fly. That's right. You you wrote a good piece on that yeah, on, on our, our website, website about the H and L. Yeah, know your pattern, the H and L variant. Uh, the humpy, the stimulator, as we yeah. mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. those are great. Yep. Um, can't go wrong with the parachute, Adam. Can't Adams, go wrong with the parachute, especially in the evening. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and that's again, we had mentioned this earlier, but really, the evenings are a great time to get out. Oh, Maybe your are. family's doing something, and you can say, "Hey, can you give me a couple hours? If you're going to take a couple hours, take it from eight to ten, or." Seven to ten thirty or something. Yeah, like absolutely. That. So, you know, woolly buggers in the lakes, right? Strip those; those always work. Yep. And um, and since it is higher than Montana in terms of the altitude, the hatches aren't as prolific. That's a good point. They they do exist, but I remember Jerry Williams saying that years ago when I uh, <laughs> introduced myself to him. I had, you know, I met him in high school but then i went back after we got married and he was still there and i said hey we moved to montana he says what are you doing fly fishing here you got all those incredible hatches up here you know the fish here wouldn't know a hatch if it you know if it bit him in the you know something or other and yeah. and yeah i get the point but it's tr- but there are there are hatches there i mean that the evening rise can really be good. That's you mentioned that already. You get some guides that wait until you know five o'clock or so to get clients out because that's when your f- yeah, real fishing can yeah, start. Exactly. So some of the gear that you need. Uh, one thing I would say is you you really ought to think about a sink tip line if you're going to be fishing those lakes. I mean, you you can make do with split shot, but if you have a sink tip, yeah, it just makes it so much easier. So yeah. just take an extra reel. Yeah, because you can you can have some great dry fly fishing on those lakes as well. But if if they're not hitting, you're going to want to switch to uh, uh, you know woolly buggers or some kind of streamers. So I, I think for the in terms of rods, yeah. What about rods? You no, know, the nine foot five or nine foot six weight. Those are great for lakes. Yeah, and yep. um, that mm-hmm. eight and a half four weight are obviously good for streams. They really are. I mean, you could do the seven foot two weight if you're looking for yeah. some. Yeah, mm-hmm. you want to bend that rod and loops. Yeah, but 
yeah, the eight and a half four weight yeah. for those streams would work just fine. Very true. So precautions. Uh, what what are some precautions you well, want to take? Well, the first is mosquitoes. Oh man. And uh, oh, and is... that some of those lakes too. Like if if you fish the lock or spruce lake, you better have mosquito repellent and. Yeah. And, and and not wear shorts, right? Uh, yes, wear great point. nylon pants yep. and long sleeved shirts. Oh, absolutely, and that just will save you a lot of scratch. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And lightning is big. You know, oh, people die yeah. up on uh, what's that one? That yeah, you guys Trail are, Ridge Drive. Well, not oh, no, just no, no. Tra- that that mountain you hiked that fourteen foot. Oh yeah, Long's Peak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, people mm-hmm. last year somebody yeah. died. Did That's they ever right. find that guy that they lost at the end of the year? I should go back and not sure. Google I, that. There was a guy that I got can't lost. Remember. That's like right. It, right. Late October or I November. I thought they did. I thought they did, but I huh. I'm not positive. Was he alive or dead? No, he was dead. Yeah. Uh, but lightning, you know. So yeah. lightning is just always present there. So where do you where do you go if you're if you sense there's going to be lightning? Well, first of all, I think we should say. Boy, be careful in the afternoons, and I mean, lightning can strike any time. But if you see storm clouds brewing, yeah. be careful. Well, grab your fly rod, hold it up as high as you can, <laughs> yeah. and stand next to the the trees. Right? Would that be? That's the right? what you say to the to your enemy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that you say you, to your brother-in-law, so that you can be a lightning <laughs> rod. Yeah, that's right. So oh, yeah, man. what would you recommend? Oh wow! Well, I. Move from your fly rod, right? Yeah, set that aside. Right, set that down. Make sure it's not. Make sure you're not fishing. Yeah, for starters. Um, and I've heard people say find a, a, a dense thicket of trees. Uh, you want to get below tree line if if you're up above tree line. We actually have another post on this. I think it was a post. I should go back and and, and read it with just some hints about lightning. Uh, yeah, you want to stay away from, you know, from just the outside of, of metal buildings, but I haven't seen any metal buildings up in Rocky Mountain <laughs> National Park in no, high country. No, not, not so many uh, up there. No, but you want to be careful not to necessarily just to be, you don't want to be right near the water or uh, maybe there's a great big tall lone tree. I mean, that's why I find a dense thicket. The idea is uh, you're somewhere where you don't have a particular lightning rod, you know, tall tree or or a high point, you yeah. know, get to that lower point. Um, and, and I guess if you if you feel a strike's imminent, you feel the the hair on your neck standing up, that tingling feeling. People say crouch down in a kind of a baseball catcher position, uh, so that you're low, but you only have uh, you know your, your legs, uh, you know, touching the ground. Huh, I don't know at that point yeah. though. Uh, may not be, you know, may not be enough. Do. No, yeah. I've I've got caught in hailstorms up there in the high country, and we boy, we had to find trees or rocks to get under, and these were, these were marble sized pieces oh, of that's hail. Painful, and it's it's always on a the, the afternoon starts out crystal clear, you know, blue sky, not a cloud in the sky. It is amazing how fast the weather wow. changes. So. That, that kind of goes along with your lightning precaution. Another precaution is just drinking plenty of water. I don't think, especially people like us coming from the Midwest, it is so dry out there. It really is, yeah. And you mm-hmm. need to be hydrated no matter yep. where you are. But mm-hmm. out there, it just seems you just have to pay attention yep. to it. That plus the altitude. And we've already yeah. talked about that. But altitude sickness is an issue. Now, I've, I've read over the years, and, and it seems to prove true in my experience, that once you spend time and live in a place like that, that you get acclimated to it. And I've, I've found that, but I'm still surprised the first day or so, I'll, 
<clears throat> you know, I'll bend over to tie my shoes or something and like, whoa, you know, what, what just happened? And well, you're at 8,400 feet. That's what just happened. Yeah, for sure. So, and that's a funny thing. You are, even at some of the lower places in the park, you're, you're higher than you're going, going than you'd ever be in Yellowstone. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. It's just a different place. It, it just is. really yep. is. And the, the final precaution, and this is something I sadly report, but there are hordes of people. Colorado has changed uh, since I yeah. lived there in the mm-hmm. 80s, and I was there in the park two years ago with uh, your brother Dave. We came up yeah. the backside through Granby and up, and we could hardly get over Trail Ridge oh, Drive. Wow. There were people that had uh, blown-out tires on the side, and it, it was it was worse than being on the Eisenhower here in Chicago oh, on yeah. a Friday afternoon. And there's no shoulder up there, there is There's no shoulder. It's, it's just straight off. paved road on the tundra is yeah, really what it, it yeah, is. exactly. Man. I, you know, I I don't find a lot of joy fighting all that. No. I mean, I obviously if you could get to Rocky Mountain National Park in September, um, is yeah. it open after October first? Do you know? You know, I'm not sure, but you're right. And I've heard my brother say the fall is really good fly fishing. Yeah, the Eaton. fall is just a great time. Yeah. You just get past that window of time yep. when everybody's. I mean, really past the third week of of august people are back at school Mm -hmm. so yeah the the biggest precaution is really the hordes of people yeah really is hey one last thing about the park if you're going to fly fish there uh one book that i found helpful it's called a fly fishing guide to rocky mountain national park it's by stephen b schweitzer s-c-h-w-e-i-t-z-e-r it's not is he the father of Son of Albert Schweitzer, the father of the social gospel? I don't know. I, that has never occurred to me. Yeah, maybe so. You probably even know who that is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, I know, I know. Well, yeah, that's, that's a good book. It's, uh, you know, even if you, even if you fish some of these places just to, just to have maps and kind of brief descriptions, or maybe you wonder, is, is this lake worth fishing or not? You know, he'll give you like a paragraph because there are so many places you can fish. Yeah. So many places. And again, man, just to confirm it with a fly shop conversation, oh, yeah. say, hey, I'm thinking about going up yep. to Spruce Lake. Any ideas how it's fishing? Or, Absolutely. You know, what have you heard that's fishing really well? Mm-hmm. Man, that's good. Yep. And they'll tell you because yeah. uh, then, you know, hopefully buy, buy maybe a pattern they recommend, even if you have some of those. Uh, uh, you know, help them out because those those fly shops are yeah, so it's a uh, really to critical. Make, it, make ends meet, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, I guess the takeaway is, hey, Rocky Mountain National Park's a great place for lakes and streams in the summer. So make sure you fish there, and you too will be writing new lyrics to <laughs> Rocky Mountain High. We can only <laughs> hope not. Hope huh? not. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it's time for great stuff from our listeners, and here is a comment from Quincy on our podcast on fly fishing where grizzlies and mountain lions live. Quincy writes, Hey guys, I love the podcast and look forward to it every week. And we always appreciate hearing that, don't we? For sure. Quincy says, I live in Missoula. Bears are not uncommon in the area surrounding, so I've always got a can of uh, pepper spray or bear spray with me when I'm out. When you two were talking about practicing with bear spray, I just wanted to let you know that you can find canisters of practice bear spray. Essentially, it's the size and weight of a bear spray can, pressurized the same and fires the same, just without all the caustic chemicals. They're only $14 to $20 depending on the brand, and it's totally worth it. 
The first time you find out what it feels like to spray it shouldn't be when a bear is, dare I say, bearing down on you. <laughs> he, says, he says, I usually get my bear spray at Ace Hardware, and they always have the practice cans in stock, too. You know, that, that's a terrific... No, we have never done that. No, we and have I, got to I, do that. I thought about that because I know those things exist, but I never have. So, yeah, that's you're right. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Quincy. We've, we've got to get the practice yeah. canisters. Busted. And, We're busted. Yeah, yeah, it's so much easier than uh, practicing with the, the real thing and making a, a, yeah. Yeah, a mess. All right, well, our final segment in today's podcast is Hook Set. This is where we set the proverbial hook. And wrap up our podcast with a quote. And today's quote comes from Ernest Schweibert. Ernie Schweibert was a prolific fly fishing writer and conservationist, uh, one of the founders of Trout Unlimited. Dave, I found out he even went to high school in New Trier, huh? not, not far from really? us. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, this is his quote. He said, I fish because of beauty. Our rods and machine reels are beautiful. The riverscapes that sustain the fish are beautiful. Our methods of seeking them are beautiful, and we find ourselves enthralled with the quicksilver poetry of the fish. Ah, great phrase. Quicksilver yeah, poetry. It's beautiful of the writing, fish. too, yeah, isn't it? Really it really is. I ah. love the word or the phrase riverscapes. Yeah. You hear mountainscapes and, and landscapes, but I'm not sure I've heard riverscape. Riverscape. Yeah, that's a. Now we'll say that in every other blog. Exactly. <laughs> that's great. How was your riverscapes? Yeah, yeah, that's right. My flishing, remember from a previous yeah. podcast, my flishing on this riverscape was, oh, but I, I do. Excellent. I, yeah. Oh, brother. I, I do like, I resonate with that. I mean, I, I fish with, because of the beauty, I fish with beauty. No, I fish with Dave. <laughs> You fishing that you said it right the first time. Oh man, no. Oh man. I totally ruined this great quote. I'm not gonna get this image out of my head. Sorry, Ernie. <clears throat> yes, I fish with beauty. Oh no, I don't. <laughs> oh, I fish with oh, ugly gosh. here. No. No, that's terrible. Uh, yeah, that oh hurt. anyway, I was I had something I was going to say, but I, I think it's just that uh yeah, every part of, of our fly fishing sport, there is there's beauty to it. And I, I I'm the same way. I, I love the gear, you know, the the reels that are machined so well. There, there's a beauty in that, isn't oh, there? There really there, is. There's a beauty in the fly rods. And I've I've tried to make a few back in the day, so I know what beauty isn't. <laughs> yeah. That's why they call it the ugly stick. <laughs> oh man. Did I ever set you up for that? That was totally unplanned. Oh, oh gosh. man, you own me. We need to roll this. You need to buy. Wrap this up, baby. <laughs> you need to buy dinner because of it. All right, we're going to quit <laughs> talking about beauty. I think that's plenty enough for today. Uh, thanks again for listening, and, and even to this last little bit, we apologize. <laughs> okay, I'm Steve Matthewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.